0: Welcome back. This is Siemens Process Automation Digitalization Tech Talks. So on our podcast, we're always talking about the latest in digitalization in the sense of new technologies and new digital solutions that are starting to be implemented in the process industries. For example, in our last episode, we discussed the use of analytic applications that leverage AI and machine learning to gain insights from data. Well, in this episode, we're looking at something more familiar, process control systems and more specifically, how they are adapting and changing with the growing capabilities and trends that we're seeing in digitalization. And so joining me today is Amanda Thompson, our subject matter expert for PCS Neo, um, which is Siemens new web-based process control system. So what exactly does a web-based process control system mean and what's different about it? Well, Amanda is here with all the answers, so let's jump into this conversation. All right, welcome, Amanda. Thank you for joining the podcast. As our control system expert, let's start off with simple question. So what are some of the trends and challenges you're seeing today in process control?
1: Hi, Ben, and thanks for having me today. I think that's a really great question to start off with because a lot of people are familiar with process control systems they are used across many of the process industries from chem and pharma to oil and gas and water and wastewater treatment to monitor and control a plant that's in operation, but due to new technologies that are becoming available in recent years, we do see some trends and changes taking place that are affecting the requirements for process control systems. So I think one of the key drivers that is causing a lot of disruption in the process control industry is the obsolescence of the currently installed technology. So a lot of users in the process industry installed their first control systems about 20 to 30 years ago and now they're facing challenges because some of that hardware is no longer available Um, some of the software is not up to date and they're facing cybersecurity concerns sometimes they don't have the same knowledge at the plant sites that they had when that technology was first installed so they are looking for what their next step is and where they're going to go in the future to upgrade or replace the systems that they currently have. Um, Some of the other challenges that we're seeing kind of in line with that, as I mentioned, some of the knowledge isn't at the plants anymore. A lot of engineers and operators that have been at the plants for 20 to 30 years are facing retirement. Um, And so a lot of plant management teams are trying to figure out what they can do to capture that knowledge before the experienced engineers and operators leave. So they are Trying to figure out how to, again, document the knowledge about the control systems and pass that on to new engineers and operators so that they don't have that knowledge gap when one generation leaves while they're bringing a new generation into the workforce. Um, I think another challenge that we see quite commonly is that a lot of companies are hearing terms like IOT and digitalization, and they're really trying to figure out what that can mean for them. Um, and how to address that within their organizations. And the control system plays a big role in that because it is the source of so much data at the plant site. So they're trying to figure out how to get the data out of their control systems and what they can do with it to really drive their businesses um, over the next few years to be more efficient, more productive, et cetera.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of those challenges kind of outline you know, the similarities that we talk about in all of these podcasts with digitalization. I mean, getting your data um, to your global teams, uh, getting the right amount of data that you need with reduced resources. But let's focus in on that one right there, reduction of resources. I think it's something that not only do we see a trend in general, but with COVID and things like that, people have been working from home. So there's been reduced a reduction of resources in general. So How would you say having fewer engineers or, you know, operation resources in general impact the customer's requirements um, for a control system?
1: Yeah that's a great question. Um, One of the things that's going to be really important as a lot of engineering and operations team have fewer resources than maybe they did in the past is that they need a control system that's going to be easy to use and easy to maintain so that they can bring new engineers and operators on board quickly and then once they have those resources on board they're not spending too much time maintaining the system. So DCS suppliers like Siemens, for example, are looking at how we can leverage different technologies, um, such as web-based technologies, to make things easier for the user. And one thing that is nice about web technologies and a control system that's based on um, web-based system access is that the... Engineering and the operations environment of the control system can actually be accessed directly through a Google Chrome browser Um, So this means that there is reduced installation effort when you're first putting in the control system Because all the control system software and licenses are going to be centrally managed on the server level of the control system so you just have a couple computers where you need to manage all of your licenses and software. And then on each of your workstations where an engineer or an operator would log in to do their daily work, you don't actually need to put any software and licenses on those machines. As long as they support a Google Chrome web browser, um, they're going to be good to go. So again, that reduces time up front because you only have to install and maintain those few server machines, um, and then also in the future, every time you wanna do an update and an upgrade, again, you're just gonna have to focus on a few computers as opposed to every station in your plant. Um, It's also helpful because it makes it a lot easier to expand the system over time. So if you have a plant that adds a new process area and you need a new workstation, a new operator station added to the control room, you don't need to go and buy specific servers that meet a handful of requirements as long as you find a device, whether that's a laptop or an industrial computer, um, or really anything that fits your requirements, as long as it supports a web browser, you can use that to begin doing operations with very little additional work required to get that machine up and running. Um, So those are a couple things that control system suppliers are focused on and looking at web-based technologies to help us provide and make it easier for users to maintain their systems over the long haul without requiring a lot of resources on a regular basis.
0: All right, yeah, that sounds a lot more flexible and a lot of great features. And so when you say a web-based system, um, you automatically think of some of the different mobile technologies that we see in digitalization, whether it's um, just looking at remote process variables on your cell phone or talking to a, engineer to help make repairs on a tablet or cell phone. So with web-based system, does that give you more flexibility in, in that sense with your control system?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So like I was saying, as long as you have a device that supports a web browser like Google Chrome, for example, you can use that to access your operations environment of your control system. So it does mean that you can take a tablet, for example, and use that out in the field. So if an operator had to go out and look at a plant um, and leave the control room, he could actually take the operator interface with him out to the pump or whatever it is that he needs to inspect and have the screen right there with him. He no longer needs to be radioing back and forth to a control room operator to find out what's going on based on the actions that he's taking out in the field. He has all the data with him right out at the plant floor, um, which can make his work a lot more efficient.
0: Yeah, and that's really great because all the mobile operations and mobile access you have to the control system really seems to simplify the idea of process control because you always hear about process control systems that it's extremely complicated to use and there's a um, pretty challenging learning curve to really understand that would you say with these advances and um, with the web-based system that this is becoming more simple and easier to understand
1: yeah, I think one of the reasons that people think that control systems can be complex or difficult to learn um, is because a control system engineer has a lot of different tasks. They have to do hardware engineering, they have to configure their control logic, they have to plan out their network, they have to build process displays. And traditionally, all of those different tasks took place in its own tool with its own user interface. So each engineer had a lot of different engineering environments that they had to learn about and get familiar with in order to complete a whole process control system project moving forward what we're trying to do is take all of those different tasks that the dcs engineer is responsible for and move them into one tool with one user interface so that as you're bringing new employees on board, um, or even as you have experienced employees working with the control system, they can be much more efficient because once they learn that one user interface, um, as they move between each of their different tasks, they'll always have their libraries in the same area. They'll always have the same tools in the same area. They'll always navigate through things in a similar manner, um, which will make things a lot more simple and less complex because again, they only need to learn one tool as opposed to multiple different tools. And along with that, traditionally control systems have had multiple databases. So they might have one database where they have their control logic um, and then a different database um, in the tool that they're using to build up their process displays, which means that you have to keep your data in sync. Um, and then you also spend time transferring data back and forth. So also moving forward, we're trying to make sure that the control system rules, revolves around one single central database so that as you're making changes throughout the system, it doesn't matter what engineering environment you're working in, you're always changing that same database so all of your data is going to be consistent um, and remain in sync throughout the entire course of the project. So that helps eliminate some of that complexity as well because you no longer have to manage transferring all that data back and forth and keeping different databases in sync.
0: Yeah, and so that all sounds great for the, the engineering team, but when you're talking about operators and you're talking about those operators with all that tribal knowledge retiring that you mentioned before, um, how can this help users quickly train these new employees and new operators? Does it really benefit that?
1: yeah so i think back at the beginning i talked a little bit about the trend towards the digitalization and how a lot of control systems users are trying to figure out how the control system plays a role in becoming a more digital um, organization and This is where really operator training comes into play because one thing that the control system can help do is provide the basis for creating a digital twin or a simulated version of your plant. So a lot of control systems are becoming much more tightly integrated with simulation platforms so that you can build up an operator training system that actually utilizes the exact same user interface Um, for the control system that they would be using in the the real plant. So as they work through different operating procedures um, or learn how to react to different emergency scenarios like plant startups and shutdowns or plant upsets, um, they can work in this offline version of the plant um, that was created using the control system and a simulation platform to bring new plant operators up to speed.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times when we talk about the, those digital twins, people like to even say that you can create this digital twin and a greenfield opportunity before the plant's even there. So you can be messing around with your automation system or whatever simulation um, you're looking at when there's not even a, a physical plant yet. So if we're talking about a completely new plant, completely new process automation system, is do you see that ability as well to be – Um, you know, kind of messing around with this digital simulation even before it's physically built?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question because having a digital twin of your plant has use cases throughout the entire plant life cycle. So with a grain field plant, you can build up a digital twin and use that to do testing of your automation system. So while the control system engineer is actually configuring the logic, they can test that out against a simulated version of your plant to make sure that all of their code is programmed correctly. Um, And you can also use it to train operators before the plant even starts up so that when they walk in on day one, they're already familiar with how the process is supposed to work and what the control system layout and navigation looks like and how to click buttons and open face plates and address alarms and kind of get all of that training done up front before the plant even starts up. And then with Brownfield or existing plants, um, you can use that system to continue to train operators throughout the entire plant lifecycle, or to test any changes that you're going to make to your control system so that you're not downloading them straight to the plant that's running um, without checking to make sure that you configured everything correctly. You can do all that initial checking up front in a simulated environment. And then once you make sure that the change has the impact that you were looking for you can go and download that change to the plant so really making the most out of your digital twin and your simulation environment all the way before the plant starts up and then throughout the entire plant's operation
0: yeah that's really awesome how these process control systems are now really tying more and more into digitalization and simulation and and thank you for joining and give us giving us that little overview i've been hearing about PCS NEO, our our new control system, and how it's kind of making a lot of changes and really embracing those trends um, that we're seeing in digitalization in general. So this was a really great, great overview. And like we end all our podcasts, if people want to learn more about um, PCS NEO or what we're doing with control systems, where should they go to learn more?
1: People can always reach out to me through uh, the contact information. I think you're going to c- include my email um, in the show notes for this podcast, um, or they can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to um, have some conversation there. Um, if they're looking for more information on PCS specifically, they can go to our website. Um, so we'll include that, I think, in the podcast notes too, or they can reach out to me and we can work to set up a presentation or even a demo so that they can get a feel for what a new web base process control system can really offer. Um, I'd be happy to talk more about that anytime.
0: All right. Thank you very much. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Like Amanda mentioned, her contact information and all those links will be available in the show notes. And with that, thank you for joining and thank you to everyone for listening.
1: Yeah. Thanks Ben. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun.